Hello. Welcome to our podcast, Allow Me to Convince You. I'm Beth and this is my sister Ellie. Each episode will be bringing you a new topic with six funny, shocking or just downright stupid cases to argue over. We'll take it in turns to try and convince each other one of our three cases should be named as the most convincing for that topic. Its presenter will reign supreme for that show at least. The case we are least convinced by will end up in the bin, while the rest will be ranked from one to five. Still don't get it? Well, allow us to convince you! Well, well, well. Well, well, Welcome to another episode of Allow Me to Convince Vince You. Oh, oh. Just going up there. Allow me <laughs> to convince you. <laughs> That's right. probably the One, best two, three. we've got so far. Um, this week's topic... This episode's topic, because we don't, we don't know, it's by weeks, weekly. Don't, don't, no not, commitment. Not necessarily weekly. <laughs> is urban legends. Yes, it is urban legends. Yeah. And to measure the success, it is actually going to be the freakiest urban legends, as discussed previously. Not so, previously agreed on. Previously agreed on. Urban Legends was the topic pertaining to our (laughs) shared list on our notes app. And having read through that list again, I can confirm it says freakiest urban legends. So Bethan, would you like to tell me why you don't want it to be freakiest urban legends? I think because my phone notified me me just now that you had added to that list and I think you have <gasps> added the word freakiest no three way. minutes ago it said it definitely was freakiest because we both re- reacted to the word freaky and how it, we don't really use that word anymore ah so mine I would imagine are mm. freaky to some people right but you've gone in a different direction um yes right with 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 a couple of them right okay so not necessarily freaky, but we won't go... Entertaining nonetheless. That, yes, yes. This word you have used yes. in conversation leading up to today because you want to rebrand, rename this session as most entertaining urban legends. Um, well, allow me to convince you <laughs> that the topic name should be changed. <laughs> okay, without so, further ado, well, let's talk about urban legends. So, <laughs> I was about to say like... Let's Rewind. add a little drop of context to this. Yeah. Urban legends. Urban legends. Why did we choose it as a topic? So I feel a big part of our childhood. Mm. Um, the film, Urban Legend. Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Blonde hair? Mm. Mm. I know what mm. you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> he Didn't was know. not in that film. <laughs> Which scary, was it just, uh, was it just Urban Legends? Urban uh, Legend? Urban Legend. Urban Legend. And I'm trying to think if there's anyone else famous in it apart from him. Listening to Dawson's Creek soundtrack in the car while the mm. hand man. Mm. And actually, out. when I was doing my research this mm. week, mm. quite a few of the urban legends are featured, depicted yeah. in that film. In that film, which is where I came up. know a lot of 
My Urban Legends, yeah. Mm. But Bethan, what what does one mean when they say urban legend? So this is something we actually didn't know when we started talking about so, it. So I think it can be broad. I think it's a theory. And I think it's something that is possibly myth-based, but we don't know where it's come from. Mm. But I would hate to give that brief because I do know where one of mine has come from. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a myth we, where we don't know where it's come from. Um, I would say an urban legend is something that entertains. Mm-hmm. Maybe it scares, scares, or is humorous. Could yes. be. Yeah, maybe makes a few pitch pants when you're asleep <laughs> over. <laughs> Okay, so I'm ready to be freaked out, as they say. Mm. I'll let you go first. Okay. So my first one is an urban legend that I was told as a child. (laughs) So I'm likely going to know this too. You might know this story, um, and it was only (laughs) it was only upon researching urban legends (laughs) that I realised that I was told an urban legend as a child oh you thought it was true i thought it was true <laughs> and that is something we should add to the definition of an urban legend right which is that they often are told as if they are true so it's someone telling a story like oh this happened to my friend once and they and that's how the sure. that's how the those that's why it's a yes. legend that's why it gets how yes. it gets passed down um so this the origins are often untraceable yes and so yes upon researching i was like Oh, so that that story that I was told that time probably wasn't real. Was it something I told you? <laughs> no, it was not. It was from an English teacher in year eight. Stop. Mm-hmm. This is a story that um, was told to me and I did, one, didn't forget it. Two, think about it mm, once every six months to a year. <laughs> semi-regularly. And ha- yeah, semi-regularly for the fact that it probably isn't true, but oh, up until... Today, <laughs> I was today years old when I realised my English teacher was lying to me. So this is the story. You may know our version of it. Can so, I guess? Yeah. Before you say it. Yeah, of course you can. Is it the Jabberwocky? <laughs> no. It's Do you want not to any story? tell the quick story about the Jabberwocky? There's no story there other than it's just a way to embarrass me, but you can go ahead and tell that if you like. <laughs> when I was in year eight... In this same teacher's class, yes. right? And there was pictures up on the wall. And one of the assignments, not of my class, of a different class, I think it was the year below me, was to write a newspaper story about the Jabberwocky. And, and one of the stories on the wall that was created says, local boy slays Jabberwocky. And there was a picture, a real photograph, that had been taken from a newspaper, in yeah. fairness. yeah. Um, a local newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognised this boy in the photograph. Yes. Um, it was, in fact, Ellie, <laughs> who we should clarify now identifies as female. <laughs> I do, and I always have. And unfortunately, it may I have had... been because she was um, preteen. So you were about seven, eight. Yes. Um, you had a well, it's fair to say terrible haircut yes. for a girl of eight years old. Yeah. Um, think bowl, but shorter. Yeah. Yeah. 
and um, we're wearing a, a luminous green umbro top. Favourite one. So <laughs> it was a great time. So great time to be alive when Kappa and Umbro were talking Listen, again. Kappa, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can see where they would be confused. Um, and I mean, it was just everything. It was everything. I told you. And I have sold that, told that story many times since. Many times. Many times. Every person I'm dating, <laughs> it comes up. And I will tell it to your children. <laughs> um, so, no, not about the Jabberwocky. It's Jabba not Rocky. about the Jabberwocky. But nice segue into telling my most embarrassing story of childhood. Oh, I have more. <laughs> so, my English teacher was telling me about a friend of hers who one time had a problem. So it all started with um, a funny feeling in her tongue, a funny feeling in the tongue. And she was telling us this story and saying that this tongue was getting a bit swollen. So it felt like it was like either infected or something like that. So the tongue was, it was getting bigger and bigger and a bit uncomfortable in this person's mouth. And then, um, and then the tongue started moving of its own accord. Wow. So the person was not moving it. <laughs> own accord. Key freaky part there. In case you haven't picked it up, this is the, you can imagine. That's the bit that my, thinks about. My 13-year-old mind was like, not okay, not okay. <laughs> Stop this hellish nightmare. Um, oh, and <laughs> it continues to go that they ca- they went to the back to the doctor after having gone a couple of times they thought it was just affected antibiotics didn't work go, <laughs> go back again the tongue's moving by itself the doctor notices and they said have you done anything unusual have you like this is very strange and they were like no nothing nothing different nothing different um my usual routine and described the routine and started saying um well i have been sending more letters recently um it's christmas time i've been posting a lot of letters the doctor said well how how are you sealing these envelopes and she goes well like usual i'm licking the envelope and shows it shows a little mm-hmm. does a little like she does a demonstration demonstration is yeah. the word yeah did she bring the envelope with her for the no 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 okay. no demonstrates <laughs> just acting it out and with a moving the tongue. doctor did, i have a question yes did the tongue cooperate in the demonstration of licking the envelope or was <laughs> it just <laughs> darting out to the side of <laughs> yeah couldn't get it there <laughs> um anyway so the doctor's like oh well actually right and the doctor starts getting more concerned then. Wow. And he actually makes an incision in the tongue. Aspirates it. Spiders come crawling out of that tongue. No. What happened on that envelope was there's little spider eggs. That somehow penetrated the tongue. She cut her tongue. Right. Possibly should have started the story <laughs> with the tongue cut. Um, and, uh, and, and on that cut, there was, um, eggs from the envelope that were on there, spider eggs. And so the spider eggs just laid right there into the tongue and the tongue sealed. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at me like this isn't the freakiest thing you've ever Um, heard. I'm looking at you. It makes me feel sick when I'm talking about it. And I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me. So I feel like the most shocking part of this urban legend is that you believed it when you were 13 years old. I don't think. What? I was. Okay. 
I feel like a 13-year-old is allowed to be gullible. And, you. And I didn't second... I, don't, I wasn't like, oh, my teacher tells lies. Like, I wouldn't, we wouldn't think that, would you? You trust your teacher. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I went home that day and I told everyone I knew. All my family probably didn't listen. And I laid awake that night, you probably, probably crying. let you think And it. every six months, I would think about the story again and like want to vom a little bit. And today, possibly I'm now released from that demon because that was hard going for a long time. Have I never told you that before? I feel that we have mentioned it in the past. I don't think I realised you believed it. Maybe I did when I was younger. And just let you go, I had belief in that. Yeah, you would um, do that kind of thing. Yeah, I feel the whole family would. I mean, if if you're believing that when you're 13, you you are a bit gullible to a fault sometimes, I feel like. You're not mm. a natural sceptic. No. As I, I am. I, I will just... This isn't helping my case, but I was... <laughs> convinced at 16 or 17 years old that my friend uh friend's dad worked for a banana factory and I said oh that's very interesting what does he do and she said he helps bend the bananas and I absolutely and, and she was I was so sold and it sounds stupid saying it but I was like that's a ridiculous thing that uh, bananas are already bent and she was like no, no, some of them aren't. My dad just works in this factory. And, and she was so, so utterly convincing. And I thought, okay. So then I went to tell all my friends and they all said, no, that's not a thing. And then I pulled, <laughs> so I pulled and I, I saw my friend walking past in college one day and I said, look, come over here, come over here. Tell my friends where your dad works. Tell my friends they don't believe me. And she just laughed out loud. <laughs> she fully, and I was like, no. Yeah, that's, that is really sad quite stupid of you no i don't think so again very convincing but no on that when we were talking about gullible is interesting because apparently they've just removed that word from the dictionary no 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 (laughs) obviously obviously i've heard that one before (laughs) but you did probably you delivered that really well though so if i hadn't heard that then yeah um no i don't think that's a shocking urban legend because my daughter alice who is not yet 11, could tell you that that is scientifically impossible. Um, and oh, boo. She Alice will... is a genius. I don't think we can use her as the typical 10-year-old, 11-year-old? No, 10-year-old. Almost but I would 11. say a typical 13-year-old is not going to believe that. Maybe I was year seven. Okay, shout out to everyone who is in my class in year seven or eight and they heard that teacher's story did we believe it yes we did none of us i don't remember anyone going that can't be true i suppose something else to talk about there is is it unethical to say something like that to your students when there's a high chance they'll believe it (laughs) well yes and that's why part of me will always think it's true (laughs) (laughs) yes at some point in time has there been someone, anyone in the world that has had spider eggs hatch inside them? If you have, <laughs> do let us know. We need to settle this debate once and for all. Also, please clarify if it was your tongue. <laughs> was it in your tongue? Was your tongue moving independently? And was it spiders or cockroaches? That's the other part of the story yes. I can't remember. Yes. Also, um, if it was around this, the northwest of England region... <laughs> please let us know because you may well be that teacher's friend or that teacher if you are that teacher you know who you are and let me tell you that is not okay (laughs) not fair 
speaking of gullible. All right. Picture this. I will. <laughs> it's the late 90s. You've just got your first email address. Very excited. Email is a relatively recent thing. For I know where you're going with this. Teenagers. Yeah. Okay. So that, you may yeah. send just odd emails to your sisters. Because Sister. let's face it. You don't know anyone else. You don't know anyone else. Or you might know someone else. They probably don't have an email address. Got okay. it. You go down to the library. You're checking your emails. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Every day after school. Yeah, that's right. So th- that's before we had the internet. Or we did have the internet. No, but... I think we had the internet, but it may have not been our assigned hour on the internet when we got home. Right. So Ellie and I would go to the library after school. We'd check our emails there because they had internet access. And an email comes through. It says, stop. You must start reading this email. Yeah. Little Bobby, age seven, died one night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In Massachusetts, America. Yeah. His spirit is now trapped in this email. <laughs> if you do not send this on in the next 30 minutes to 25 people, yeah. you will be cursed and you will die tonight. Yes. Right? Yes, I remember these. The fear is real, yeah, right? Yeah. But what do you do when it's the early 90s and you've only got three people's email addresses? Yes. <laughs> Gosh, A lot of these emails, that. though, as, as they were termed back then, chain mails... A lot of these chain mails um, gave you options, which was very generous of them. So you would often have things like, <laughs> if you send this to 25 people, you will have good luck and fortune in the next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. If you send this 10 to 25 people, you will just have a serious injury. <laughs> if you send this to naught to 10 people, you will die tonight. Oh, right. It's so bad, isn't it? People are awful. Yes. So... so did you send on chain mails? Did I? Yes. I I would say I would hedge my bets in just getting a serious injury. I'd send it to my sisters. Yeah. Maybe my mum. Yeah. Possibly your close friends at school, but likely the person that sent it to you. Yeah. And I can tell you now, it was always the same friend from school you'd get these chain mails from. For sure. Right. What about you? Were you a sceptic about those, Eleanor? I think I think I just was a bit like they, they came they came through like quite thick and fast and everyone was like they started to they started yeah. to but it was it was always better than not to send them on. Send them I, on. Know, I, I mean really who wants remember. to be left with that risk? I don't remember sending those on, uh, but I do remember the um, the other types of spam, which was like a list of um, just. A list of like star sign, uh, favorite food, right? Favorite hobby, yeah. And you filled that in, then you had to f- send that on to all your contacts, yes. And you wanted them to send it back to you, but you didn't really care about what That's they sent right. back to yes. you. You just wanted to tell everyone about yourself. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we all participated in chain mail, whether you want to we admit it or not. Did. We right? definitely did. If you were a child of the late nineties, teenager early, of the late nineties, early millennium, uh-huh. yeah, you were definitely like clicking clacking trying to get those out and yes. whether it's whether but it's, it's hard it's hard yeah. if you do not really have that many email addresses to send it to mm. so chain mail i'm putting that forward okay i think it's a strong argument yes um we've all been there we've all done it yeah agreed um is it the freakiest urban legend of it's all time not the freakiest but i forgot mm. that that was the
So this one is from um, Reddit user Deleted. So oh, deleted. C- deleted. Could be a ghost. Could be a ghost. I was thinking that too. So this is about a seven-year-old girl who lived in Russia. She always wanted to play the piano. So on her eighth birthday, her parents got her a little red piano from the only piano store in town run by a little old lady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She played it all day, every day. She played it so much that her fingers started to bruise. So they went to the doctor and the doctor said it was just from playing a lot. The doctor followed up saying, just keep playing and the bruising will stop. So she kept playing. About a week later, the piano broke. How? <laughs> we I'm don't like, you know. <laughs> Just listen. Uh, there was only one person that could fix it, the little old lady that sold course, it to them in the first course. place. Only piano store in town. Yeah. So the parents got this little old lady to come out to their house and fix it. When she arrived, she asked everyone to step out so she could focus. Oh, about 30 minutes later, she left and the piano was working. The little girl started playing again. However, about a week later, the piano broke again. Oh, no. Warranty. So they... <laughs> <laughs> um, come on. <laughs> so they called out the old lady to fix it again. When she arrived, she asked everyone to step out. Mum got... <laughs> Is this a little bit worrying? Yes. So the mum Did got they suspicious. Hear noise from inside. The mum got suspicious. Oh, okay. So she took a little peek <gasps> while the old lady was fix- fixing the piano. Yeah. And what the woman saw horrified her. Shamala Hamala. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the old lady taking a mason a jar, <laughs> a mason jar out of the piano filled with blood. <gasps> the old lady then proceeded to drink it. No. The mother called the cops and the old lady was arrested. The cops? Yeah. Not the polizai. Maybe that's the wrong country. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out the piano had micro needles in the keys that drained the little girl's blood whenever she played the piano. Mm. And the piano was built to break when the mason jar was full. Nice. And they called the old lady to come and she'd just sit there. And just just, just have a fill. Drinking up. Just have a fill. Just have a fill of the little girl's girl's blood. blood. And I thought that was dead freaky on Reddit. (laughs) Well, maybe the only freaky one on Reddit. Reddit. I mean, okay. I really, I thought it was dead freaky, and my and the comment following, mm. so they they comment mm. right, mm. just really solidified this one as being top notch. They also had a little red piano <laughs> that gave them bruising. No, it was just this guy saying, "Well, people going, no way, that really freaked me out." <laughs> so they confirm it's freaky. Um. Um, <laughs> then one person says, "This is honestly one of the more considerate ways to collect blood from a victim." I mean, they're not wrong. I'm also not convinced that you would press the keys hard enough to pierce your skin. Well, in my head, I'm envisaging some contraption, which is like... like, (laughs) The needles shoot up through the keys when you press them down. No, I was thinking it was more sort of permanent micro needles. Um, Yeah. Freaky. Freaky, yes. Urban legend, yes. Well-known urban legend, which I know was not a prerequisite. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, a prerequisite. It. Yeah, no yeah, it's freaky. Is it freaky enough? Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, you wouldn't want it happening in your house. No, but it wouldn't say put you off buying a red piano. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. 
It might mm. put me off buying a red piano in a store in Russia. Which From a little old lady. Yes. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Right. My next one. So I'll take you back again. Ooh. I'll take you back again to the late 90s, early noughties. Right back there again. You can imagine now that this is where a lot of the urban legends... And a lot of our set. episodes will yes, return to. Yes. And a lot of the urban legends that I had heard really kind of, you know, dug the claws in, yeah, if you solidified. like. solidified. Okay. Yeah. So, um... I go to a sleepover at my friend's house. And usually there was a small group of you. Maybe there's three or four of you. Yeah. And at those sleepovers, you always then get to the point of the night where you're a little bit hysteric. You've had too much sugar. You're then starting to dare, maybe. Dare yeah. each other. Yeah. Various things like that. Yeah. Best part of the night. And always the topic of, right, let's go to the mirror in the bathroom mm. or in somewhere. Yes. And let's say... Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary, three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh my Jesus, did anyone do it? No, they didn't. And shall I tell you why? Because we did not want... Well, I'm not sure, because we never did it. <laughs> yeah, what is the end of that story? But, so I've looked this up in yes. my research, yeah. right? Um, there's various things. Mm-hmm. So apparently, traditionally... If you say Bloody Mary into mm. a mirror three times, mm. sometimes say, some of them say at midnight, some say otherwise at any point, yep. you may see um, your future husband or you may see a skull. And if you see a skull, then you're going to die. You just die, yeah. So you're either going to get married yes. or die. Yeah. So it's a know, big gamble. It is. Mm. It is. Very yeah. big gamble. Yeah. Um a lot of people say, I mean, as I heard it, it was like, Bloody Mary's going to come out the mirror and just kill you. Mm. Who we're talking about when we say Bloody Mary? I don't know. No, Mary, it was maybe Mary Tudor. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. Enough to freak us out so much that I don't think any one child or teenager, I should say, preteen, ever did it. I ever. No. I'd, well, I'd, I don't And, think, I, and yeah. to this day, mm. I would not do that. No, I wouldn't. Seems silly. So why? Why would you not do it? Better safe than sorry, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd like to add to my contribution, to my case this time, Candyman. Oh, okay. Candyman. So So same. I feel I can lump it into the same case. Yeah, okay, fair. It's mirrors, right? Same thing, yeah. So you say Candyman three Three times. times and... The Candyman comes out and gets you, right? Yeah. So Candyman is, is a not, big... Is not a person Oh, well, well brings... sort of. Oh, no, not a person that brings candy. Or sweets, yeah. So big man with a chest, a ribcage full of bees. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm pretty sure a hook for a hand. Yes, they usually do have hook for hands. Yes. Mm. Who's basically going to gut you? Yes. Ooh, grim. Um. So I, to this day... Uh, and, and, and I will say this, at that time, so I'm talking when I'm 12, 13, 14, if I needed to go for a wee in the night, I would actively avoid even looking at the mirrors. So this is like not just saying these things in the mirrors. It's like, don't look in the mirror, just in case there's something looking back out at yeah, you. Like, So I feel I did have a bit of a fear of that. Yeah. For during the night time, during the, the night hours, let's say, for my for my early teens. 
we watched lots of scary movies and that does not surprise me at all I was definitely in that uh position as well where it was like if once we go to bed after a scary movie we are looking straight down at our feet we are not talking to anyone else don't get me in the bathroom I don't care about brushing my teeth we are going straight to bed and close my eyes very tightly very tightly very tightly do not open those eyes don't open those eyes not for anything because you know that someone's going to be especially if you're a sleepover someone is going to be trying to freak you the fuck out yes I actually and I think I told you about this at the time yeah I would pull the cover right up to my neck if not my eyes yes right because i used to think well somebody can't chop my head off if i'm covering my neck yes sound (laughs) logic sound logic they don't know where it is so they can't chop your head off because they can't see it i can't see your neck right up to my eyes yeah it doesn't matter if you can't breathe properly you've just got to protect your toes and your neck yeah yeah. You're fine. I, I wonder how they many can't people, get you then. Yeah, I wonder how many people subconsciously still, or maybe consciously, still kind of can't really have their leg out at night of like Same. you know the I mean, bed. Me, me. Like toes. Sometimes, sometimes like I get a bit hot and I'll have like my leg out and then I'm like, if it hangs over, it. if it hangs over the edge of the bed, I'm like, who are they going to grab first? Yeah, like I'm a bit like, no, no, not over the edge <laughs> of the bed. It can be on the over bed. My husband. Yeah, <laughs> it can be on the bed and out of the duvet, but not off the bed and with the same point is who sleeps closer to the door who's gonna get murdered first yeah yeah david is that true in your case yes yeah we're both like yeah maybe john's a tiny bit closer but we're both well who sleeps on the side next to the door or john i suppose so there you go yeah human shield (laughs) consciously or subconsciously (laughs) consciously (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah right there you go mirrors i present to the episode. Okay. Mirrors. Mirrors. Mirrors, Mirrors specifically the Candy urban Man. legend of Candyman and Bloody oh, Mary. Okay, good. Freaky. Freaky, freaky, freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. I'll take are, that. Are you? Yes. Yeah, super freaky. Super freak. Um, right, so my last one. Um, this is a tale Oh yes, this is a tale, but it's it's worth it. So it starts with a painting, and the painting is called uh, "The Hands Resist Him," which was painted in 1974 by a man called Bill Stoneham. Um, and I'm going to where is the, he from? I think it's America. Okay, I'm going to show Beth the painting, and I'd like you to describe it. Okay, so I can see. And I will, I hate to say freaky, but it's, it is the freakiest painting I've ever seen. <laughs> it will give me nightmares, so, this one, won't it? There is a window pane, okay? It's nighttime, I'm assuming, outside, pitch black. Um, there are nine, I'm assuming, glass panels in this window pane. And there are several small, tiny, um, so I'm going to say children's, toddlers, hand prints, baby feet prints, on this window pane stood on the inside of this window pane is a girl of about three and a half four is she, and is she would you she say she... doesn't look happy so she's got a frown she also doesn't have any pupils her eyes are completely black um she also <laughs> seemingly only has one leg but i'm I've, i think possibly one of the legs is behind the other one i'm not sure the painter intended for her to have look like she had one leg. Uh, she's also holding what looks like an aerosol can. Next to her is a boy of about 
seven or eight, with a rather large forehead. Uh, he's frowning. He looks a little bit like Dave when we he's doing what we call a Davy Downer. <laughs> Uh, and he's looking at the painter. Where's the girl looking? Well, it's hard to tell because she doesn't have any pupils, <laughs> so you can't really so, tell the direction of her gaze. Do we think she's a girl or a doll? I assumed it was a doll. Oh, right, yes. Now I can see that I think she's a doll because it looks like there's a hinge between her forearm and her upper arm and her upper thigh and her knee. Yeah. So, yes, I think you're right, it's a doll. Right. But also freaky because... Well, I mean, no it's, it's, eyes still. It's it's a freaky painting. It's a yeah. super freaky painting. I, so, I mean, it's I, in it, terms of like you know it, the making it look like it's quite real, like a photo. Yeah, good technique. Yeah, the painting was based on a a, a photograph of the painter when he was five. So the boy is the painter. So that's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's for, just, for a start. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> um, talk about your childhood drama. <laughs> The painting itself was purchased by an actor called John Marley. Soon after buying this painting, mm -hmm. Marley passed away. Oh. And that was the last anyone heard of the painting for 26 years. Um, then a family <laughs> found the painting lying face down in an abandoned brewery Yeah, decades later. They hung this painting in their four-year-old daughter's room. Oh. And after a few days, the girl grew afraid of the painting, saying that Understandable. they were saying that the they the two people in the painting this doll or girl and the boy were fighting at night and scaring her i am genuinely getting really freaked out <laughs> telling this story i feel sick it's really it's really jarred with it it's really stuck with me story i mean right I haven't finished yet so it, there's a while so being rational adults the parents put this down to the daughter having an overactive imagination uh, but they did move the painting out of the room However, they got increasingly uncomfortable with the painting and they couldn't explain why. I'd buy it in the first so place. So they set up a motion-activated video camera on the painting at night. No, they didn't. Apparently. And what they found apparently was terrifying. Just as their daughter had said, the painting contorted itself, leaving just the little girl holding what looks like a gun and the little boy fleeing the frame entirely. No. So then next no. chapter of this story they decide to get rid of the painting by selling it on ebay yeah that's what i'd do i mean i wouldn't have bought it in the first place right but, okay. but what they do when they sell it on ebay is they put a warning on the painting so this is what they say they say warning do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress-related disease or if you're oh. faint of heart or unfamiliar with supernatural events. Do not buy this painting <laughs> if you believe in the paranormal. <laughs> exactly right. By bidding on this painting, you agree to release the owners of all liability in relation to the sale or any events happening after the sale that might be contributed to this painting. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers <laughs> that could impact or change your life. However, by bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork and hold the owners harmless in regard to them and their impact expressed or implied. So if I wanted to add a few thousand pounds to my painting that's the warning i put on exactly, it exactly right <laughs> exactly but it goes up for sale and it um gets a lot of attention obviously that's a very cool thing to put on your sure, on your ebay sure. sale um and they got thirty thousand viewings 
and thousands of emails reporting the supernatural experiences from simply clicking on the listing. Oh, please. The painting itself sold for a mere $1,025 to a gallery gallery owner called Kim Smith. And the nickname of this painting is now The Haunted eBay Painting. Can I take a pause to say, you've made me look at that painting on a device and you have looked at that painting on a device. Have you experienced any paranormal phenomena since you've looked at this painting? Oh, no, but now that's really freaky. And well, I, I know. I said that. And now you have cursed very, me like, with it. It's so very like ring-esque, isn't it? Like now you've watched it, now you've seen the painting, yes. you're cursed. So why would you show me it? Well, I don't know. Place? I hadn't really thought of that. Just I was just reading a story. It. I was just reading a story. So- <laughs> Um, Smith displayed the painting in the gallery for a few months. However, strange happenings continued. Reports of uneasiness, nausea, blackouts and demonic whispers began to roll in. Um, Viewers all seemed to naturally avoid the painting. Um, And then it goes on to say, after viewing the painting on three separate occasions, viewers were taken to a hospital, taken to hospital due to losing consciousness Three men also mysteriously passed away soon after coming into contact with the painting. So it was taken down as a consequence of all of this. The final thing to say is when the artist was contacted about this painting after all of this shenanigans, he said he's surprised by all of the stories and strange interpretations. Oh, yeah. Um, The object presumed to be a gun is actually nothing more than a dry cell battery in a tangle of wires. However, well, it doesn't look like a gun. It looks like an aerosol car. However, he's like disregarding all of these strange occurrences. For sure. Then he goes, mm. he does now remember that both the owner of the gallery, gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who reviewed it died within one year of coming into contact with the painting. Nah, <laughs> no. Not okay. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Freaky, freaky, freaky. If nothing else, for the freakiest painting you've ever seen in your life, which you did actually agree. I mean, to. it doesn't look dissimilar to a Banksy. It's not as good. Are you joking? It looks nothing like a Banksy. Um, it doesn't yeah, look like a Banksy. I feel at all. like, you know, the artist is right there. It's a bit like, like. <laughs> Just painted a painting and you've all kind of He did of just paint these. a painting. That doesn't mean it couldn't have been haunted. Cursed. After, cursed, haunted. Everybody cons- comes into contact with it, mysteriously dies. Mm. The art critic, the gallery owner, the actor from The Godfather. Now me, because I've seen it. Thanks for that. Ooh, it's a haunting <laughs> painting. It really is super creepy. I wonder whether there was something to do with the gallery. So I listened to a podcast recently mm. where there was sort of these people, they moved into a house, they heard these strange things upstairs, they went upstairs, no one was there. They heard um, things that they thought were pipes, but the pipes were fine. Uh, people walking around in different rooms, they went into the room, there's no one there, right? Yeah. How do you explain that? Right, then they started getting nausea, headaches, the things you've described. Right. Right? Haunted painting. So they got a paranormal expert in. Yeah, got it. They came in. Yeah. Guess what they found? Paranormal activity. Carbon monoxide leak. Oh. They sorted it. Yeah. Everything was fine. Oh, fab. (laughs) So I wonder if the gallery just had a carbon monoxide leak. And actually, the artist and the critic, who maybe spent a lot of time in the gallery, just died of carbon monoxide poisoning. There you go. Urban legend debunked. Solved. <laughs> okay. Freaky, freaky, freaky. Freaky. 
So my last case, last case to put forward for this episode yeah. is the Avril Lavigne replacement theory. Oh, have you heard of this? I have not. Oh, I'm so pleased. Okay, okay yeah. yeah, I'm excited. So there's a theory, yes. and it dates back twenty years, <laughs> right? The Avril Lavigne is not Avril Lavigne. Right. Right. Okay. So you may say it's a conspiracy theory, but it also... Yes, by that's now, a different episode. Best conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But by now, also an urban legend. I've heard about this for a few years and it keeps coming around like an urban legend does. Like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm putting it out there anyway. And it's a bit freaky. Okay. Okay. So Avril Lavigne, right? She releases her first debut album, Let Go, in 2003. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Great good album. Al- good album. Good album. Good album. Complicated. Some, skater Boy. Some bangers on yeah, that album. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Shortly after, there's a conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. That came about in 2011. But the, the theory is that she was replaced in 2003, shortly after her debut album, by a body double... Right. Called Melissa Vandella. Right. Right. <laughs> Bear with me. Gets crazier. Okay. So, evidence used to support the theory mm-hmm. include changes in her appearance, things like she used to have moles and now she doesn't have moles. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, things like she has had the name Melissa just written on her hand. <laughs> Tell me if that is not smoking good evidence. <laughs> What is? <laughs> Wait, hold on a minute, but people don't often get their own, they don't just write their own name on the hands. Well, it's more likely to be like someone... Someone else's name. No, yeah, like someone you love. Well, that or... did not convince the blog, the Brazilian blog called Avril is Dead. Right. This is where this theory or urban legend originated. Right. In 2011. <laughs> okay. It's conspiracy theory. Okay. Nay, urban legend. So this Brazilian blog called Avril is Dead, right? Yes purported that she had um, become quite depressed after her grandfather's death and had committed suicide. Oh, gosh. Okay. It probably didn't happen, Ellie. It's an urban legend. Okay. Well, so her grandfather didn't die? No, her grandfather did die. Oh. But this blog... But she was okay about it? Well, I'm sure she wasn't okay about it, but she probably didn't commit suicide. Right. As Avril tells it. Right. So... Has she commented on this? She has. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... According to this theory, a lookalike after after her grandfather's death, yes, Avril started becoming friends with a girl called Melissa. Right. Right. Okay. Um, she befriended Melissa and she taught Melissa how to sing and perform like her. Right. Right. This is before she's supposedly died. Right. Committed suicide. <laughs> obviously. Okay. And then it's supposed that she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. But her record company didn't want to think, didn't want to say that she committed suicide yeah. or died. Yeah. They wanted to keep on going, selling albums. Yes. So they used Melissa, who fortunately had been trained by Avril Lavigne, sing and dance just like her yeah. and record just like yes. her and look just like her, mm. <laughs> very like her, <laughs> to keep on recording music right. under her name. Under her name, yeah. Okay. Uh, continuing to get those profits in. Okay. The first time that Avril Lavigne has been asked about these theories yeah. is in a Brazilian interview in 2014, right? Okay. Or we say Avril, but maybe Melissa. Melissa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they asked if she had died and been replaced by a clone. 
Got it. Okay. She replied by saying the first time she was hearing about it was in that interview. Oh. Now, is that not what a clone would say? I Yes, I believe that is probably what a clone would say. Okay. So she said, the clone, or Avril, we don't know, said, well, I'm here and I'm in Brazil. Stating facts. Yeah. But not, not denying. Confirming or denying. <laughs> she was yes. dead and replaced by a clone. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying that she should feed these rumours. Yes. But she's not, certainly not squashing them. Give us a DNA yeah. test. Yes, yes. And she said, people are just bored and need something to talk about. Well, yeah. People well, did talk. And we are bored. So. Right. So since then, she's called it a dumb internet rumour. She said that she's flabbergasted people are brought into it. Yeah. Uh, she also has had a separate death hoax against her about she died in a snowboarding accident. There's a lot. It's quite crazy. Mm. It, I think now has reached the realms of urban legend. And I will stick by that. Yes. And in a similar vein, you also hear things about different celebrities. Yes. Things, people like Paul McCartney, Melania Trump yes. has had similar things. But this one is pretty crazy because it doesn't seem there's an awful lot of evidence, yet people won't let it go. Do you know what they all have in common? Go. They are all conspiracy theories. Right. Or urban legends. <laughs> I see how this has come about, but I feel like you've um, accidentally I would say, gone rogue. When and I googled urban legend, great, this came great, up. Great, great theory. Quite quickly, very entertaining. But urban legend, it is not. So I now you're just hearing about it. I think you think it's a conspiracy theory. I have heard about this for several years, have you? and to me, it's now legend. <laughs> if you like an urban legend, <laughs> if you will. Um, Paul Avril is what I will say I think I I imagine trying to have to convince people for 20 years that you're not dead (laughs) I think partly this must come from the fact that her style has not changed and also her the aging process while is there isn't the same as a regular person's Mm. normal you know, normal aging process so still looks the same she could still walk on wearing the same gear that she mm. wore in the video for mm. complicated mm. and people wouldn't bat an eyelid because she still wears those clothes today yes so i submit avril lorraine that's a body double that's the avril lorraine you get off wish that is i submit avril lorraine replacement theory okay to our urban legend chapter. Okay. Okay, so here we are. Let's get down to it. Right. And I will tell you, I'm not backing down this episode. I feel you didn't like last some episode. strong content. I feel like they're all weak because you didn't fulfill the assignment. I think the listeners will disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's yep. go. Yeah. Um, what are we putting in the bin? In the bin. In the sin bin in today. The bin today needs to be um, chainmail. No, Avril. No. Avril or chainmail? No, absolutely Avril, not. Unfortunately, while interesting and fun, is not an urban legend. Oh, true. But 
it was more entertaining than a red it's piano. Only that was our criteria. Was I mean, poor little girl. But there was no other like, oh shit, yeah, that happened to me too. My piano maybe draw blood. I don't think that's what a noble legend does. Oh, for sure. Like people are being like, oh my god, my friend heard no. this. No, I think piano story needs to go in the bin. No. No. Okay, let's go with a chainmail on them. Concede. Chainmail in the bin. Fine. Chainmail. Right. Okay, number five. Number five. Avril. And absolutely Avril. not. Piano. Not a- Get that shit in the bin. <laughs> it's a little legend. Oh, wait, Mine. not the bin. Number five. No, for sure. It's it's a bit odd. I don't even think it's freaky. It's 100% not real. You could tell by listening to that. I mean, maybe you couldn't because you're super gullible. Get That's no. super freaky. It's Russia. We've never heard of okay, it Okay, it'll country. be number five. Number five. People won't agree, but it's... Well, it's there. I've circled it on the paper. That means it's there. Number five. Number four. Number four. I will submit... Go on. Avril <laughs> Is that because <laughs> it is not an ever legend? It will be in about 20 more years. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. Poor yeah. Avril. Yeah. Okay. Number, number three. three. I'm not is... backing down on this. Right. Number three. I would mm. suggest that you stick your spider. I know you're going to say that. legend there. Yeah. Yes, it's a bit weird, but you're the only person in history that's believed that. I disagree. I think that lots of people, including all of my year eight class, will have believed that story and have believed the because there's a variation of this story. So there's a variation no, of the story. Like my never friend got a spider bite and then it ended up being like the spider laid eggs and blah, did blah, they? Blah. Your friend? No, people say this, this to is the, you because you're gullible. No, people. This is the urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> so people hear these stories of their friend getting more people will have heard about. Freaky ghosts and crazy people yeah. jumping out of the mirrors yeah. than they will have spiders. I get I will allow spiders to be number three for this occasion. Because I, I admit agree. potentially I was on the gullible side. side of things. And I do think that if we put it out there, I think that people will generally admit that actually mirrors are freaky as fuck when it's nighttime. <laughs> Super freaky. I, again, would say mirrors. I'm not backing down. There's been films made about mirrors being freaky. Uh, there's been a recent epi- recent episodes on Netflix of a ghost hunting TV program that say mirrors, when faced each other, are a portal to the supernatural world. Mirrors are, without a doubt, up there. They I up defy there. you to look in a mirror when you've got lights off. You weren't going to do it. That's painting, although freaky, is quite far removed from us. No, unfortunately, I'm going to have to insist that painting, you said, was the freakiest painting you've ever... The freakiest painting. But we don't all have that painting on our house, and we can opt not to see that painting. We can't opt not to look. We can't opt to look. We can't opt to not look in mirrors (laughs) No, at night time. Unfortunately, I think that painting is the freakiest story painting whatever you want and i think it's number one no i absolutely disagree the painting yes i agree it's freaky it deserves second place no contest but 
It's not a well-known urban legend. It's certainly not the freakiest urban legend. And as I have just pointed out, you can choose not to have that painting anywhere near your life. Marissa After there. this podcast, when people listen to it, they will fear looking in the mirror for a good another year. And that is what we hope for you, our listeners. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> okay, I... Concede. No. I'm going to <laughs> ask the person in the room. Okay. Tiebreaker. <laughs> David, come on. Oh, he has to see the painting. I He is married to me, so... Yes, but also it's going to be dead obvious if he goes with mirrors. Okay, well, so. he can see the painting, but you have to call it on what you actually believe, David. Okay, what's the toss-up between? Mirrors, mirrors being, in general. The, being the freakiest urban legend. Because there are so many this painting to them. and everything that's attached to this painting and the legend of this painting. Lean down into the mic as you give me my victory. And do know that if you do agree with Bethan... <laughs> Ellie will never talk to you again. Then, no, it's obvious that you're biased and then it, will, it won't count. So we'll just have to get back to arguing. Okay, I've made my decision. I think the painting has it. Oh, David. Hey, the no, painting has it. The painting cry. has it. Yes. I feel... <laughs> Absolutely. The painting, that's freaky. It's that is freaky. not the right decision. Yes, it's yes. freaky, but David and the isn't story freaked with it. out by mirrors. No. David had a very secluded childhood, right. therefore he was not freaked out about it at the appropriate you age. You have lost this round. Sad for you. If you feel I'm the winner. like my case was the freakiest, DM me <laughs> and help me out next time. Yeah. So... This episode for the freakiest Ebb legends we have in the... Oh, we don't talk about the bin. We don't <laughs> we, talk about... We don't talk don't about the bin. Chain mail. <laughs> okay, number five is Ellie's piano story. The little old lady who drank blood. Rightly so. In number four, vindication needed, is Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Replacement theory. Um, we will revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the conspiracy theorist episode, maybe it'll score <laughs> better then. Uh, number three is um, that time when my teacher's friend got spiders in her tongue and it was moving independently of the rest of the body. Free, free, free. Number two, should have been number one, is any sort of ghoul being demon that you have heard about in your early teens preteens jumping out the mirror at you when they say their name three times and number one is the painting the hands that resist him i might be changing the name slightly every time i say <laughs> that something about hands and resisting this boy right so google it and tell me you are not scared of that painting if you want to don't have nightmares don't have nightmares What am I doing? That's a good game. <laughs> Why did we do that for 45 minutes? <laughs> a bit of ASMR. <laughs>
through this episode, we bring you the top five. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea.